Welcome, everyone, to Goddard in the World podcast. I am your host, Amanda Faye Laxon, and my guest today is Matt Mulligan, who is a graduate of the psychology and counseling program at Goddard. Matt has been a nanny, a professional fundraiser, a paraeducator in a public school, and is now a master's level mental health counselor. He has lived all over the country, traveled all over the world, and now resides in his hometown of Barrie, Vermont. Matt is always trying to find new and different ways to build relationships and support people that are struggling, including the children he worked with in his time as a paraeducator and now his clients as a community-based mental health counselor for a local agency. Matt seems to know everyone and is great about keeping in touch with friends from high school, college, his master's program, and his days as a traveling fundraiser. He lives by the philosophy that life is all about the relationships we create, whether it's personal or professional. Matt loves to cook and bake in his free time and is famous for sharing mouth-watering recipes and has long held a fascination with quirky architecture. Welcome, Matt. Thank you very much. Thanks for I'm, being here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Your bio is full of very interesting tidbits, and I don't even know which one to, <laughs> to focus on first. Um, let's um, see. <laughs> I can let me let me. Um, uh, my best friend uh, wrote that, um, yeah. and uh, um, I literally, yeah, I asked her to write. You know, I said, write what you know. You know me. Um, mm -hmm. maybe better than I know myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what would I say about me? And mm -hmm. so that's what, that's what she came up with. So it was Aww. interesting. It was interesting to, yeah, hear about me from, from someone else's point of view. Um, sure. and it's so nice. <laughs> that's awesome i think we should all have our best friends write our bios <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. because they're they're much more generous to us than we are to ourselves sometimes <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth <laughs> <Right>. <clears throat> oh, so sure. you're coming you're coming from barry vermont you're coming to me from barry yes. vermont live and from barry vermont live from barry vermont um and you grew up you grew up there i did yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I live in the house that I grew up in um, and my dad is here and mm -hmm. uh, um, he is getting closer to 90. So ah. um, it's intergenerational living. Mm. Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's fascinating. No, I, I haven't, I'm trying to think. Because Barry is obviously very close to Goddard. Yes. Um, and I don't know if anyone in my cohort mm -hmm. is that close mm -hmm. to Goddard College. So yeah. did, what, what was it like growing up growing up there? For, because for, for me and for many of the, my yeah. cohort, Goddard yeah. is this magical like <laughs> Brigadoon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we like appear there. And we're like, whoa! Yeah. It's a, but maybe it's not as brigadoony to to you. Oh, I mean, <laughs> up there. Goddard is its own world for sure. Mm, yeah, <laughs> um, but Vermont uh, is a place of well, extreme beauty. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, growing up, it was uh, it became uh, the last place I wanted to be because it was 
so small, but uh, Goddard Goddard certainly still had that that magical effect going to residency, even though I was mm-hmm. driving, let's say, fifteen minutes right, <laughs> to get right. there. But no, Vermont Vermont is beautiful, and um, there are so many parts of Vermont that are beautiful in different ways. And it's you know, um, um, like I said, I've uh, or like my bio said, I've lived in many different cities around the country, and I've lived with a lot of people around me. And especially at this time, I feel I feel so lucky to be here, kind of in the in the quiet. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yep. A lot of um, so I'm I'm in New York City, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of people fled. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in the early-ish days yep. of the pandemic um, yep. to upstate, and probably all the way up to Vermont. I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll have some New York transplants. Oh, I mean, there are sections of the state that are that are maybe closer to ski areas and, yeah. and um, you know, uh, areas. I don't know. Uh, it, it was the the center of uh, uh, business here was granite manufacturing. It still okay. is to to a large extent. So, you know, we were kind of labeled the industrial center of the state <laughs> and um because we make a lot of things a mm-hmm. lot of things here and um but it's still the the beauty beauty is unmatched and mm. uh, barry is one of my favorite places in the world because we 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 have a reputation for having some some problems you know mm. uh, addiction homelessness okay. uh different things but but i've never lived anywhere else where so many people in the community are willing to help, mm. and um, and it's not um, it's not an issue of not in my backyard, mm. um, and I really saw that um, play out. You know, uh, coming back here and working as a community based mental health worker through the um, through the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're we're generous. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice place to be. That's great. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of the community that you grew up with are are they still there or have they come back to there? Some and mm-hmm. uh, you know some do come back and uh, um, my 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 oldest friend in the world the friend I've had the longest we met in nursery school oh, wow. and uh, mm-hmm. and he just came back uh, he was visiting his mom he came back from uh, San Francisco area where he lives with his family. And, uh, you know, we were remarking as we were walking for coffee and, you know, just, it's, it's really interesting to have met when we were four and, um, and now we're 50 and, uh, we are walking down the street to get coffee. He's like, he's like, I know everybody likes Dunkin' Donuts, but is there someplace else to go? (laughs) And I said, yes, we'll go to Espresso Bueno. And he got a, uh, he got a maple latte. He was, Mm. he was, yeah, he was pleased. And they make some excellent brew there. That's so fun. What did, Mm -hmm. what did you, what did you get to do as a kid in Barrie? Oh gosh. I mean, I was born, uh, yeah, 1971. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, before we, before we started recording, I was saying, you know, it was, it was sort of a golden age, at least here, um, mm-hmm. to be a kid. Um, mm-hmm. and as were the decades before it, I'm sure, but, you know, we, 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 um, you know, I was a kid and, uh, uh, lived in a world that, that provided all the healthcare services that I needed oh. and, um, 
and I was still able to go out into the woods at the beginning of the day and stay out until lunch and come home and eat and then be out in the out in the world again uh what do they call it now uh free range parenting right um, right you know we were you know the rule was come home when the porch light came on and, right. and i know that sounds so old-fashioned but um <laughs> you know I, I i faced a lot of challenges as a kid uh, medically and okay. um I can't imagine, you know, now having gone through the psychology program at Goddard, I can't imagine the human being I would have formed into mm. if I hadn't had that free range time with, with, you know, friends and peers out in the world. We had right. to manage our own little systems mm. and, um, you know, that independence, that negotiation skill, you know, that idea of um, being independent in your choices um, amidst a group. Um, yeah. It made me, it made me, uh, well, you know, uh, every moment uh, up until now has made me who I am. And, and I couldn't be more grateful for um, all of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I grew up um, in Canada, um, oh. a couple different places. But like, okay. I, I remember Halifax the most, even though mm-hmm. we were there the least amount of time. But it was like from like six to nine. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Uh, age six to nine, and I I was born in 1980, so okay, um, we were still th- that was kind of the same rule. Like like I mm-hmm. walked to school um, yep. with my sister because she was just a year younger than me, so we would yep. walk to school together. Then we would come home together. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would be late because mm-hmm. I was looking at things, <laughs> leaves, mm-hmm. rocks, whatever. Yeah, and my mom would. She would be confused as to why I wasn't home, but she didn't mm-hmm. call the cops or anything. No, yeah. <laughs> she was just like, she was like, "Wait, where were you? Yeah, why were yeah, why are you yeah, so late?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we would just, you know, we made friends with the people up our street, and yeah. that you know, just hung out there, and they would come over, or we we go over, and it's usually outside, yeah. like yeah. in backyards or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't think people do that as much no 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 i think there'd be a call to some kind of you know department of children and families if (laughs) if a kid you know disappeared all day yeah and you know i remember you know walking to the bus stop and in raging blizzards Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. he just bundled up and and went out and yeah Yeah. you know i wasn't i wasn't a very hardy kid um but but um but life back then made me act like one I was I was quiet and uh, yeah, probably just more self conscious of myself because I felt so different. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of the progressive schools, like progressive mm-hmm. education, like you know, talk about spending time outdoors um, oh, and yeah. and being in the world. Um, yep. And, and the nature deficit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like not. It's strange to hear it as pedagogy. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. like I'm like, wait, that wasn't your childhood. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But maybe I'm just old, and that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, it's but it's but it's interesting because I love what I do, and I love the subject of psychology, and it's mm-hmm. so broad, and 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 can go in so many different directions, and and you know, 
I'm sure there are studies out there that I don't know, but you know, some of the inklings, you know, there's actually a physiological effect on our bodies when our feet are, when we're bare feet in the grass, when we're mm. barefoot in the grass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our, and our physiology responds to a natural environment. And then mm. we think about, you know, the, the ills of the, you know, nine to five office job right. and um, you know, the literature that talks about how sitting too much is worse for us than never uh, exercising. Right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, um, uh, so yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. And I, I'm glad I don't know who I would be mm-hmm. without that, without that piece of, of um, uh, my foundation. And, uh, and I think we see it in kids, uh, see the difference in kids today where, where, you know, on a, on a beautiful temperate day, you know, I drive to work and I, um, after school has started and I see the parents, you know, who, who rightly so, because the world, um, we live in now is so different, but they drive their kids to the bus stop. Yeah. You know, I just, and, um, all of that. And then screen time, which, you know, screen time was TV and, um, but screen time is ubiquitous. I love that word. Um, (laughs) yeah. The opportunity for screen time is everywhere and anywhere. Yeah. And, um, and that gets into a big discussion about dopamine uh, mm-hmm. because dopamine is what pushes us to keep scrolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's our anticipation hormone mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and the, the mass manipulation of dopamine uh, when you, when you uh, consider how, you know, social media and the internet functions in our lives now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and you know, there are studies now that talk about how, you know, the brain, the brain is changing right. in response to the way the world is now. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, we were talking about that a little bit before mm-hmm. we started recording about yeah. how our brains uh, mm-hmm. have not quite evolved to at the same pace that the no. world and oh, technology not, has evolved, right? Yeah, no, not near, not, no, not even close. <laughs> so we're in this I mean, like, uh, like fighting for resources mode still, yeah. like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, where we haven't actually had to do that in a long time. <laughs> yeah, and and you know that our you know, our brain is built to keep us alive mm-hmm. and it's still functioning as if, you know, we're living with saber toothed tigers right. and with, and so many of us, and I'll say, you know, who are fortunate enough, mm-hmm. um, because not everybody is, mm-hmm. um, they do live in survival mode, sure. but you know, most of the thing my brain perceives as saber toothed tigers are really just kittens. Right. You know, I've had a broad experience in this, um, I think I'll, it'll be year four at my job. Okay. Um, in November wow. and have mainly focused on working with people who are experiencing homelessness. Okay. And, um, you know, you want to talk about, um, a need for, for basic necessities and how, how, you know, I got to see every single day, how, you know, when those pieces are missing, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's no time to be self-actualized. <laughs> um, sure. you, you want a roof, 
you want yeah. a roof, you want some food. And then the other huge piece is that uh, centralized mental health treatment was disbanded because it came, became so terrible. Mm. And, um, and, you know, we've turned to a community-based model. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people don't want to be treated, they don't have to be treated. And, um, and so that leaves, you know, homelessness in very large parts is a, is a problem of, of untreated mental illness. Mm. And, how we manage that it really and the and the pandemic really brought a spotlight to that of course you know uh every day i say i say it's it's hard for me in my work to have a bad day yeah <laughs> because i check myself yeah uh, I, st- I, I still allow myself um <laughs> to have my moments yeah. it's important yeah um because we can't grade suffering mm-hmm. uh, suffering is an individual experience mm-hmm. but my work has definitely made me more aware of just how lucky I am. And, um, there's not a day that I don't, uh, you know, uh, there's not a day that goes by where, where I'm not somehow aware of, you know, the opportunities I've been given. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, yeah, and it's just great work too. Um, I get to see people rise Mm. all the time if they're ready, you know, I get to watch their lives change because, um, because they work to change them. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, the great privilege of my life. Mm. Um, um, you know, understanding that, you know, I've noticed many, many of my clients, you know, well, no, you know what? Not just my clients, the entire world, when we're struggling, mm-hmm. um, we think we're, we're not at our best. Mm. And, um, and I, I speak strongly, <laughs> um, against that notion Mm -hmm. that when we're struggling, um, we are being the strongest we can be. Mm. Otherwise, um, we would just stop. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're all moving through Mm -hmm. and I, you know, and I talk to my clients, I can't, I can't change the circumstances of their lives, but I can, you know, I can be witness to how they're moving through. Mm -hmm. And when times are hard and you're still moving, you're you're stronger than you've ever been. Mm. Yeah. Take some convincing. Yeah. It, Cause it <laughs> yeah. doesn't feel like it at the time. No. Yeah. Nope. But it's so true. I, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know it doesn't feel great, but you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, those two things go together. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite things of uh, things about psychology is that duality, you know, two things, um, you know, can exist at once. Mm. Um, things that are beautiful, um, things that are sad, they can all be in the same space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like um, how I learned what I know about psychology at Goddard. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I am I'm very happy to know what I know in the way that I know it, because um, I don't know, you can, you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I found from the Goddard experience was that there's no distance between me and what I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it's also integrated. You can't, you can't learn at Goddard without learning about yourself in relation to it. Oh, sure. Yeah. And yeah. And, um, I like that, you know, Goddard doesn't fit many boxes, but it, uh, it certainly provides an opportunity to learn to live outside those boxes and maneuver. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I enjoy that very much. So what was it that brought brought you to Goddard, brought you to psychology, counseling, all of that? Oh, my goodness. 
Where were you prior? Like, yeah, we got an hour, man. (laughs) So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give you the the speed version. Okay. Yeah. I was born in 1971. Yes. And, uh, I came three months early. Okay. Um, I, was, I was born at 28 weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big I was, but I wasn't very big. Mm-hmm. And while I was in the hospital after being born so young, um, I contracted bacterial meningitis mm-hmm. and I lived. <laughs> uh, and I don't know the dates or the ages exactly, but I had been out of the hospital for a while. Um, I was visiting my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother in Ottawa. Okay. Uh, as uh, I'm, I'm told, because obviously I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just having lots of trouble and I was crying a lot and I wasn't eating and everything else. And they brought me to the hospital. I was going to mention I'm Canadian. Okay. So half, <laughs> half Canadian. So hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah. a, a. Hello, A. Hello, A. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so they, they brought me to the hospital, um, I think. <laughs> they must have because um, I was diagnosed with a condition called hydrocephalus. Okay. Which is uh, my brain does not reabsorb the cerebrospinal fluid that's created. Okay. Um, and, um, and you don't live, um, if they don't treat it and they treat it by, um, putting in a shunt, which is just a fancy name for a, a drain. Mm-hmm. And that was put in when I was really young and, and, uh, uh, I've had, um, and the, it's made of plastic, so it breaks. Okay. And if it's, if it's working, I'm okay. If it's, if it breaks, I have like three days to live oh, and, yeah, and, oh, well, <laughs> it's all I've ever known. So yeah. I say it very nonchalantly yeah, yeah. and people go into panic attacks, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, hey, I can get from anywhere to anywhere in three days. That's <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, and I was, uh, I was a preemie, so I was in the hospital a lot and, um, because I, they lay babies on their side or they did, or so my head, my face is a little longer. My head is a little bigger okay. and the hydrocephalus, um, also, um, impacted that. So, so I look different, mm. um, and I still get comments, um, from people who, who, yeah, see difference and, and ask, okay. um, uh, something I've gotten used to, but as a kid, it was, it was hard and, uh, you know, kids, kids, have no filters and they don't have any experience. Right. So school was hard. School was very hard. And, uh, there was lots of name calling. And, and so, you know, uh, uh, that was, you know, my childhood and, and, uh, in, in wonderfully beautiful Vermont and, and all those things. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if we're talking the about duality, my journey to Goddard, right? yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. but if we're talking about my journey to Goddard, yeah. uh, that was a huge, uh, foundational experience and, yeah. and you know, um, uh, as an adult, I had somebody, I thought they were asking for directions and I rolled down my window and I said, can I help you? And they said, yeah, tell me what's wrong with your head. And, and I, I looked at them and I said, and I said, oh, I was born this way. Yeah. I said, what's wrong with yeah. yours? <laughs> what's wrong with your mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I grew up different and I, and I struggled in school and, um, um, I was different and I was different from my family. You know, my brother and sister were, were very normative full-term pregnancies okay. and, and, um, you know, so I was this oddball who, who, um, you know, I think my first revision 
was in third grade and uh, a shunt repair okay. is called a revision. Okay. And, and so the, um, and then when I was in the sixth grade, I had two revisions in 10 days because the shunt failed that they replaced. Uh. And so, you know, I was periodically almost dying and like, you know, my poor parents, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and then I tell the story when I was 15, mm-hmm. um, I'm sitting in 220 study hall at Spalding high school in Barry, Vermont okay. and the football team comes in oh. and I'm looking at them and I'm like, Oh God, I'm gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a kid who grew up with an idea that I was very different uh-huh. and, um, and then I'm, Oh God, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> that too. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't come out for 15 years. Okay. Uh, I came out when I was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had a whole life. Uh, you know, part of my life. I'd moved to Baltimore. I was working in fundraising, um, and I was incredibly depressed. Mm-hmm. And um, things got very dark for a while. And um, and I, I, you know, uh, suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, it arrived mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, I had those thoughts and, but this is, this is the way, this is how I'm so lucky. I, I woke up the following morning after having those, uh, suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and I turned on the TV and it was the today show and Tipper Gore was, uh, talking about national depression screening day oh, wow. and I saw the 800 number. I called it. My community hospital was Johns Hopkins mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I had an intake that day and, um, got put on some medication and seven days later, it's like somebody turned the lights on. Oh, wow. And, um, and shortly after that, in a, in a period of about six months, um, I went from completely in the closet to completely out. (laughs) And, and, um, I remember, um, the morning after I told my parents, um, they had come down for a visit and I had warned them that I had something to tell Uh them. And, uh, and I said, let's go out to lunch. And I said, I'm going to drive because I didn't want one of them to wreck. <laughs> and so, um, you, you know, my, uh, uh, yeah. And I told them on the drive and then we had lunch and then they were talking about things in their lives. And I was like, Hey, wait, <laughs> I, I just came out to yeah. you. Um, They're like, well, this is what's but, going on uh, with me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Um, so, uh, no. And, you know, that was good. And then the the following morning, I remember I was, uh, lived on Tasco street in downtown Baltimore. And I, I walked to the door cause I was going to head to work and, and I stood on the stoop and the sun was up and, and I said, this is what freedom feels mm. like. And, you know, it was a journey still. Um, you know, I'd always struggled. Um, work was always a struggle, um, you know, and then, um, relationships, but I started, I started therapy. Um, you know, how did I end up at Goddard? I started therapy around that time too. And, and I had, uh, fast forward a few years and I had co-managed a national capital campaign where I lived in nine different cities in 20 months and, um, trained volunteers and, and, and I just hit a wall. And uh, I moved back here um, because uh, I was depressed again, yeah. and so um, um, you know struggled through that. And uh, but after getting home, the economy sort of tanked, and I'm like, oh God, all right, I'm going to graduate okay. school. And everybody in my life thought I was crazy, um, except for my mother. Mm-hmm. 
and um, Chris Conte. Thanks, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, they, Chris said, I think it's a, it'll be a good idea. And so I came to Goddard, and this is where kind of everything comes together. I, I started graduate school, and I was struggling mightily. Mm -hmm. And living with this idea that, you know, oh, I'm not smart enough. And then someone, someone, um, someone on campus suggested that I get um, a learning disability evaluation. Okay. And so at age 40, I learned that I had learning disabilities oh, wow. for the first time in mm -hmm. my life. And uh, I got accommodations and, uh, and uh, it took a long time. It took me six years to do a three-year program, okay. but, uh, but I got a 60 credit uh, master's in clinical mental Amazing. health. And, and Goddard was the first place I felt smart mm. and Goddard was the first place where I felt that I could do mm. things and, um, and it pushed me in every single way. Mm. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's probably the, the last place I should have gone to graduate school, but, but what that experience gave me and how it informed, um, my, uh, uh my understanding of myself in connection to my existence, mm -hmm. um, Oh yeah, I wouldn't give it up for anything. It 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 helped me become the therapist I am. It helped me become a better person yeah. um, because um, I learned. Well, I I learned to admire myself, um, um, and so you know that's the those struggles. You know that's what that's what brought me to Goddard, and then Goddard made me struggle even more, mm. <laughs> and. Um, um, but you know, it is, it is, um, it helped create a very nimble clinician mm. and, uh, and I'm not, uh, anybody can, you know, um, most anybody can bring me their story. And, and I found that I've been able to help and it's because of the way that I got to learn at Goddard yeah. and, but I'm a, you know, I'm a devotee to therapy, mm -hmm. uh, started when I was 30, um, helped me come out of the closet fast mm. and, um, and even now, you know, I say March 3rd was, uh, I call it my integration mm. day. And uh, integration is a, is a union concept yep. that I don't understand. Okay. Um, my therapist, um, Jim Puglisi, little shout out, um, he, is, he has been a gift to me over the past four years um, in, this, in this work and um, helping me. And, and I, I, how do I? How do I describe integration? I say it is it is taking um, experience, mm -hmm. whether you know trauma or not, but all experience in life, and turning it from experience and things that have happened to us to things that guide us. Okay. And um, and I woke up on March third yeah. of this year, oh. and this thought was in my head, um, and the thought was um, my my choices and my relationships are based in my values. Uh, my work is fueled by my gifts and my life is informed and strengthened by my struggle. Mm. And um, since that moment, March mm. 3rd, everything has continued to get better. Mm. And um, my favorite story I, that Friday, because so that was, I think it was like a Wednesday. So I had therapy on Friday and um, I told Jim that I was getting an integration cake because um, there's never a bad time to eat cake. And um, I went to the grocery store and um, asked for a cake and asked that um, integration be written on the cake. And then, uh, but it, we had masks on and there are all these screens. So I don't think the person didn't hear the word, 
um, correctly. And so I was walking up to the register and um, looked down and the cake, which was beautiful, said Integrigion. And, um, and, (laughs) And I just... And I just started laughing uh-huh. because because I don't think there is a more perfect integration uh-huh. cake than one that has integration spelled wrong. <laughs> um, um, it is there is something that goes together very mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. Um, there, and uh, um, you know my uh, and the cake was delicious. Excellent. That's the so, most important. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes therapy mm-hmm. initially saved my mm-hmm. life and now therapy helps inform my life every mm-hmm. day and and one of the reasons i you know i'm okay at my work um uh i will not uh, sing my praises <laughs> too high but um but i know my lived experience because it was it's been extra it's been an extraordinary yeah. journey and um and uh, that journey just continues to give gifts, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know it 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 adds value every day. You know that um, I'm very grateful for. And it wouldn't have if I'd gone to another school. I'm not sure it would have knit together so mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know that's that's um, that's what brought me to yeah. Goddard, and. Six years, and I had two revisions um, during graduate school. My shunt failed twice. Um, I remember being in the library, still on oxycodone, Mm. (laughs) trying to finish the semester. (laughs) And and but I did it. And uh, one of one of my mentors, um, I was coming down the stairs after coming back after surgery number Mm. two, and you know, and she said, "Oh, there's Lazarus." (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And, uh, um, and I got to, um, my mom was, was failing, but was still alive and was able to come to my graduation. And so I got to say very nice Mm -hmm. things about her and how she is, you know, was a support to me. And, um, and I will quote, um, my favorite poem. Um, it's a, it's a paraphrase. Um, I saw it in a Ford Motor Company promotional coffee table book at a Spa in Detroit, Michigan. Wow, that's a journey. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, it is. It is, and and well, and it's interesting to mm-hmm. use that word because I saw this poem and I jotted it down mm-hmm. on a napkin, and I and I uh, that's how I closed my graduation mm-hmm. speech. Um, and it's by Wendell Berry, yep. and uh, I don't know the title of it, but um, the the poem goes like this: uh, The world cannot be discovered by a journey of miles, no matter how many. It's a journey of one inch, arduous, humbling, and joyful, where we arrive at the ground at our feet and learn to be home. Mm. And that was my journey, and that's what Goddard helped mm. me do. And if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to, I wrote um, just uh, recently, well, no, five years ago, um, I wrote down the idea for a book, but I've recently self-published yeah. it, and it's called Tomatoes mm-hmm. and Peppers. And it is a book about tomatoes and peppers and how you okay. grow them. But it's also a book about how uh, basically, you know, the tomato and pepper grow side by side, um, but the tomato needs remarkably uh, much more support mm. than the okay. pepper because of because of uh, the nature of the tomato and the plant and, uh, you know, the tomato cage that you place and mm. all these things. 
And at the end, um, you've got a tomato and you've got a pepper, but we don't think badly. You know, we don't, we don't think things about the tomato because it needed more mm-hmm, support. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't make assumptions about the tomato. We don't come to conclusions about the tomato. And, um, and through no fault of anyone's, um, you know, my experience, I lived through that, Matt. Why can't you learn this? Matt, you know, oh, you need to work harder. Um, you know, and it turns out my brain was yeah. different. But the way our brain works, it sees a problem and it wants a solution, right? Because of the saber-toothed mm-hmm. tiger. Um, and um, the easiest conclusion to come to when dealing with a kid who's struggling with something, whether it's, you know, within the, within the family or at school or really in any part of life, is to say, oh, that kid is struggling. Oh, the kid is the problem. Mm. And, um, and so I wrote this book. Uh, to help people think think differently, expand the idea of what it is to build a relationship with mm-hmm. a child and um, and have the relationship be the guide, not our built-in threat warning system, mm. <laughs> you know, to to overcome that instinct that we all have to come, to find the fast mm. answer. And, um, you know, that's why that's why I wrote mm. the book. And uh, I hope it I hope it helps. Um, a lot of yeah. people um, because, and I hope it, the, the essential question, you know, having worked as a paraeducator so much is about, you know, the deficits that children have and how do we, how do we mitigate it? How do we yeah. fix it? And um, so, you know, I'd like to see the question move from what's wrong and how do we fix it to um, what's different and how do we yeah. help? Yeah. You know, so that that you know, uh, this book is it's just a book, and it's it's a it's a quick read. You're done it in about mm-hmm. five minutes. But what it's done for me is um, it's helped my life mm-hmm. make sense because you know trauma is such a broad term, but growing up atypical in a normative mm-hmm. world, um, you know, offers plenty of opportunity to uh, for self doubt and different things like that. And and this book is an opportunity for me to take that negative experience and turn it into my favorite word, generativity, mm-hmm. uh, helping, helping those people, uh, helping other mm-hmm. people, um, through what you've yeah. learned. And, um, and so, you know, this is my opportunity to give this book to the world and, and talk about something that is huge in the development of a child and, um, help people, um, in a gentle way uh, to think about it differently. That's awesome. And you are, um, you self-publish where, where will it be available for people? Uh, The publisher is uh, they're called book baby. Baby. Yeah. Book baby. And um, I have a little bookshop there so you can go and, and order it. Um, um, you know, I, I, I humbly, uh, suggest yeah. people do that. I know there are other large, large yeah. booksellers, um, <laughs> that also have the yeah. book available, but it's really fascinating. I know nothing about the world yeah. of publishing, but when I, when I, uh, when people buy a book through the publisher, uh-huh. your book, baby, I get north of a 50% oh, commission okay, great. of yeah. the sale price. And, and when they buy it through larger outlets, which everybody's more than welcome to do, I know how easy it mm-hmm. is to click on things. Um, um, I make, um, uh, south of 8%. Ooh, that is a difference. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, 
you know, it's my life yeah. in a book. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I like, and I don't think it's a bad thing that, that artists mm-hmm. and authors are, are, um, oh, compensated, I, I um, fully advocate you for, know, this. for their work <laughs> for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I'll, I'll put yeah. the book baby, um, direct link in, okay. in the show notes. Yep. Um, and you said it's going to be available okay. in October, October, October 4th. Uh, 4th. Yeah. Um, pre-orders pre-orders okay, are great. open now and um uh so anybody who wants the book can go uh get it um it'll ship after october great. 4th and and i chose that day specifically because it was 10-4 and 10-4 means you know i've heard you and i understand hmm. and okay. and you know i've received yeah. your message and um and that's what this mm-hmm. book is about it's about listening hmm. to kids that's awesome. Yeah. It's about asking them questions. It's about creating an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. from them. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I want this, I want this book uh, more than anything. Uh, I want this book to change mm-hmm. kids' lives. The, those kids that read it, um, you know, and anyone in their lives mm-hmm. who might read it, you know, their parents, their teachers, their mm-hmm. therapists, their, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's my hope because, you know, in the end, um, now my, my, my struggle, which has made me the person that I am and, uh, I wouldn't give up a minute of it. Um, and I wouldn't change a minute of it. Um, but this is my opportunity to mm-hmm. give back mm-hmm. because yeah. of it. And that changes the script for me sure. moving forward. Sure. Yeah. Do you two questions? Um, the, sure. Who is the illustrator and how did you come to that process? And then do you, yeah. do you um, yourself grow tomatoes and peppers? <laughs> um, I have, I have them growing okay. right now. Uh, the tomato cage Great. is in place and uh, um, they are, I got, I got them going a little late and, uh, but they are both going to produce uh, tomatoes and peppers awesome. and it will be wonderful. Um and um, the illustrator, who um, also has a bio in the book, her name is Chen Fei Conti. She uh, grew up in okay. Beijing. Then uh, my friend Chris, who I mentioned, who said, Matt, mm-hmm. go to graduate school. Um, Chen Fei married Chris's okay. son. And I'll, re- and I'll read a little Great. bit about her. Um, Chen Fei uh, Conti was born in Beijing, China, and became an artist at a very young age. She first focused on animation, character design, and watercolor but now specializes in etching and dyeing granite monuments and memorials. When not providing etching and design services in central Vermont, she enjoys spending time with her mm. family. Uh, Chen Fei and her husband have um, a two-year-old mm. named Nico, who, uh, who is, uh, I met him for the first time the other day just because of all the sure. pandemic things. And um, they only speak Chinese mm-hmm. at home, um, you know, and I think this is probably the case for all bilingual Mm-hmm. Uh, toddlers. Um, it was amazing to watch him because when people speak Chinese to him, he speaks Chinese. And when people speak English, he mm. speaks English. Yeah. To switch yeah. back and forth is, you know. They don't even think about Lord. it. I, like, I, yeah. It's no. just like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm yeah, going yeah. to speak in the language that you are speaking. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so it's this natural yeah. process. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So it was fascinating fascinating um and thinking about brain sure. development and uh and all those different things so uh so yeah the, the whole process mm-hmm. has been a joy and I'm, I'm glad that um you know chin phase um 
you know, the artist spare, there's a pepper and a mm-hmm. tomato, but, um, but she's a mm-hmm. brilliant artist and, uh, it, um, it, it makes the book. It would certainly wouldn't be the book it is without yeah. her drawings. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you work with a yep. lot of children now? I don't. Um, I worked, um, while I was at Goddard, I worked, um, full-time as a paraeducator okay. at Barry city elementary, um, <laughs> go Bulldogs. Yeah. And, and again, that job, um, taught me so much. I mean, to be, to be studying for a master's degree, uh, in psychology and working in an educational mm-hmm. environment, um, the, that crossroads mm-hmm. is fascinating mm-hmm. and, um, it's so informed what I learned and how I learned it. Um, and, uh, you know, um, uh, Barry city, well, I don't think title one exists anymore, but it was when I was there as a title one school and there's a lot of poverty and a lot of struggle and, um, you know, um, it's very much in, um, you know, the kids have, some of the kids have it very rough, but, you know, the teaching staff there is super dedicated and, and, um, you know, the, the work they do every day, day in and day out. And I can't imagine what it is to do it, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so, you know, that, that was another very formative piece, um, for me in terms of understanding, um, um, you know, how children best learn. Sure. And so what brought you to do the community-based counseling? I, I like, you know, like I said, you know, my, the one fundraising, that one fundraising job that I had, um, you know, uh, 20 months, nine cities moved by UPS. Um, uh, I can rattle them off Minneapolis, Grand Rapids, Toronto, San Francisco, um, Austin, Portland, Oregon, uh, Knoxville and Hartford, wow. Connecticut. And, um, I know how to do hard okay. things yep. <laughs> yep. well. And, um, you know, this, this, this past year, about a year ago, my shunt okay. failed again, uh, last June in the middle of the pandemic. And, um, um, but this time for the first time, um, I had five, um, shunt revisions in Whoa. four weeks. And, um, and at one point the shunt was externalized. They had to take everything out of my brain and my body, all the tubing, because I got a staph infection oh my in my brain God. and my spinal cord. So I was in the ICU for most of my stay attached to an IV bag. <laughs> my brain wow. was attached to an IV bag. And, uh, so, you know, um, and then, um, I came home after surgery number four, everything was good. Um, I came home on like July 2nd, uh, July 4th. I just thought something felt off and I'd never had to do it before, but everybody was out of town mm-hmm. for the 4th of July. Um, so on the 4th, I had to call an ambulance and, and, uh, and I had the fifth, there was a malfunction and they had to replace more things. So four weeks, five mm-hmm. neurosurgeries and, um, and I was back at my desk, uh, oh, and the mm-hmm. staff infection and, and I died for a little oh bit in God. there and I was unresponsive wow. for three minutes. Um, and then, and then, um, I was back at work. I was back at my desk, uh, less wow. than a month later and I'm not a superhero. Um, my short term my short-term disability ran out. So if I wanted to get paid, I had to go back. That's, uh, well, we could talk a lot about the system there, but yeah. I like, you know, challenge. I like, you know, and, and I understand because of what I've, what I've lived through. 
um, you know, so I said to somebody, I'm good with hard cases because I'm mm. a hard case. You know, this, this shunt could break again um, right. tonight and I could be right. back in the hospital. Um, so, you know, that was, that was shunt revision. I think, oh, I don't know, somewhere like 12, last summer it was shunt revision 12 wow. through 16, something like that. Um, and there have been probably 10 or 12 other yeah. surgeries um, to deal with stuff mm-hmm. from the meningitis. You yeah. know, I just keep going. Um, and it's not, I'm not a superhero. Uh, I'm, I'm no one special. Um, there are plenty of people in the world who have a journey that's, that's, um, that's more difficult than mine, um, because I'm surrounded with so much privilege, um, and abundance. Um, but, um, you know, I don't discount the fact that, you know, uh, there've been times in my life where I thought, you know, okay, I'm just going to stop. But I've always had this vision of, of, um, walking through a desert. If you're walking through a desert and you know, the water is just over the next rise, what are you going to do? Stop. (laughs) Um, and through that, um, you know, that's what drew me to this community-based work. And it's, and it's, again, it fits so nicely, you know, into my story. This is my hometown. This is, this is the town Mm -hmm. that raised me, you know, Mm -hmm. that helped form me. And, um, and to be back here doing that work, you know, in the community with a crew of, of fantastic coworkers and, uh, and great leadership. Um, you know, we, um, we help people every day and, uh, um, you know, that's, that's, um, that's where mm-hmm. I find my peace. It's just another part that makes, makes, uh, makes it a wonderful mm-hmm. life. Oh, yeah. So it's in our last five minutes, so, um, or so, yeah. um, let's go to this mm-hmm. last sentence in your bio about cooking and baking. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, like what 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 is bringing you joy right now in like in the kitchen? Your your book is tomatoes and peppers, yeah. and I'm a food yep. lover yep. myself. So yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love food, and um, um, you know, I've recently I started this this um, weight yeah. loss app called Noom because I put on a few pounds over the and I've and I'm like 45 days in and I've oh, lost wow. 22 pounds and okay. feeling so much better. I made cookies, uh, okay. mini M and M cookies for mm-hmm. the office the other day, um, and ate some, but gave left most of them at the office. Um, um, I just bought a bunt, mm-hmm. uh, a bunt cookbook, so it's just filled oh. with bunt cakes. And uh, you know, I like baking. It's something that I mm-hmm. learned from my mother, and she learned okay. it from her mother. And uh, um, you know, and here I am in the kitchen that I grew up in. So, you know, I, it's not lost on me that I'm, I'm moving through a room that my mother spent, you know, the majority right. of her adult life in uh, right. making food for us. And, um, you know, and I'm still using some of the same spoons and, and different mm-hmm. things. So it's, it's a nice way to stay mm-hmm. connected that way. And, um, and yeah, I just, I like making yeah. food for people and, you know, I said my best friend wrote the bio, Sonia Spalding. I want to give her a little shout out because the book would the book would not exist um, without her project oh, managing awesome. skills. Um, my my brain is my brain is is 
very unique and um, organization is one of the things that I just constantly mm-hmm. struggle with. You know, when I went for my evaluation at the Stern Center, the first question the interviewer asked me, and she's like, how are your closets? And I'm like, oh, how did right. you know? Camera in my house? How dare you? <laughs> what is going yeah. on? Get out of my yeah. <laughs> Get out. Um, <laughs> I didn't know so you visited. Um, so, so um, yes. So I do, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do some of, I do some of my baking yeah. for my friends and that's also, uh, yeah. cooking is joyful to me and, um, and it's relaxing. Um, the more complicated it is, the more yeah. relaxing I find it. And I think that's cause you know, yeah. we can lose ourselves in it. You know, who sure. doesn't love food? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just a go-to and I, I've really gotten away from it, you know? Um, but yeah, the cookies and now the bunt cook, but you know, I think winter's a good time for bunt cakes. And, and of all a kinds. lot of like cook, like my favorite kind of cooking is like that long, raising you know mm-hmm. process and yeah. that's a winter thing yeah. and not a mm-hmm. you know yeah. end of summer thing <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah and baking i i am not a baker myself but um okay i read okay. somewhere that baking it's it's something that you do for others because mm-hmm. you almost mm-hmm. never just bake a dozen cookies for yourself. I mean, maybe um, some people do and I wouldn't judge, Um, but it's, uh, it's something that's very shareable or baked goods. So it's like, there's always this kind of Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. when it comes to baking, uh, which I Mm -hmm. can appreciate for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. Yeah. It's, it's a nice way to spend some time. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you so much for, sitting down with me today matt this is lovely oh absolutely i mean this this is my first i've never yeah, done a podcast i'm before. so excited that like people who have never done podcasts <laughs> still want to do this podcast <laughs> so that's yeah, and, and yeah. it's always turned out great because i have i have faith in goddard mm-hmm. students to be able to um yeah. speak about their passions uh i think that's a very yeah. common we- thread with us yeah Yep. We are, we are a unique bunch. That is. And I, I I mean, I didn't go to the psychology program, um, but I think there is something that we all share. Like you were talking about it earlier, um, Mm -hmm. how we bring our whole Mm -hmm. selves (laughs) to this work. Oh yeah. 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 You can't avoid it. That's the magic. I think that's what (sighs) the, the, the lack of distance between Mm -hmm. the person and the learning is is where kind of that that alchemy takes place or or you know wizardry or whatever it is um uh you know and maybe it's something about the positive pie <laughs> pizza too we can always shout out <laughs> that's good yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much uh, matt all right oh, and everyone sure. um i will be putting the link to buy tomatoes and peppers in the show notes so please go buy from the publisher and get that commish <laughs> the, the good commish yeah, <laughs> yeah there right. you go thank all right you. well thank you so much yes absolutely. it's been a joy thank you for listening to this week's episode for more information about anything we talked about please check the show notes 
This podcast is a project of Goddard Alumni Council. It is produced, hosted, and edited by Amanda Faye Latson. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast or would like more information, please visit goddardalumni.com slash podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.